may blow, storms may rage, and they hunt it. And while this crowd may be a little small, let me tell you something. You're here because I did what I did out of obedience. God told me to do this. I didn't really know who was coming. I didn't know how it was going to work out. But I learned to be obedient. And no matter what I do, when I do it out of obedience, he blesses my efforts. Now that's enough to keep me moving. You got this set up this afternoon. We have some dynamic women in here who have been incarcerated. They are being celebrated today, not simply because of the incarceration, but what they've done after they successfully made a smooth transition back home. Amen. That's what this is about. Amen. And because you can't look at folk and tell who's been to prison, that's why you don't know who they are. Those of you who haven't been incarcerated, take this message with you. Please do. Because you do a whole lot of damage. Just like uh, the Reverend said, if you've been incarcerated, you've done your time. I mean, when is enough enough? And I'm just talking right now to try to see if they got this. Is it going to work? Okay. So, and I have to apologize to Dina. She is the a national president for the Offender Alumni Association. And so um, I'll, I want to give honor where honor is due. And first that is to Jesus Christ, who is my personal Lord and Savior. Without him, I would not be here today. Without him, I would not be standing in this place. I would not be being honored today. So I just want to thank the Lord for all that he has done in me, through me, for me. And he's going to have Ms. Joanne, you are truly a gift from God to so many people and even to this generation. On this journey, God has showed me that when God is all that you have, God is all that you need. Can I hear you all say that? When God is all I have, God is all I need. So a little bit about myself. My name is again Chaplain Samara Dean and I'm originally from San Diego, California. I moved to Atlanta, Georgia nine years ago to start a new path for my daughter and I. My daughter is now 19 years old, but at the time when I moved here, she was only nine years old. In 2008, I was convicted of a felony for a robbery that I committed. I was looking at a minimum, maximum five-year prison sentence. I knew that I was going to get the time because a year prior, I signed a deal that stated that if I were to get in trouble again, I was going to do the five years. I have so much in my life that I, that I have been brought through. And so when I was looking at that five years, that's when I encountered Jesus. And some people like to say when, when you get incarcerated, that's when you meet Jesus. Well, I, I say that's okay because God has to be able to get to you anyway, anyhow. And so when he sat me down, he began to talk to me. He began to 
transform my life. And, and the word became, began to become alive to me. And I don't know why I'm doing this, but today is your lucky day. And I'm going to release you. And I don't want to see you back in my courtroom again. And so she released me. Although I had a felony, I had a strike against me, I had a child to raise, my family had turned their back against me, the Bible began to come alive again. I was beginning to face trials of many kinds. I was homeless, singing in the park for tips. But remember, when God is all you have, God is all that you need. But I didn't know, fast forward, he had helped me and get my, got my felony expunged. I didn't have any money, I didn't have an attorney, but when God is all that you have, God is all that you need. And so God said, I want you to move to Atlanta, Georgia. And fast forward, God said, at that time, I want you to go back and I want you to go into the criminal justice system, go into the jails, and I want you to pour back into people what I poured back into you. And so here I am today, a chaplain, going into the prison and speaking life and hope and, and, and giving people Jesus Christ. And if God before you, who can be against you? No, I don't look like a felony, but Jesus Christ was also a felon. Excuse me, I don't look like a felon, but Jesus was also a felon. And he did something amazing, and he died on the cross for our sins. And so because he did that, and he set us free through his blood, I'm going back and I'm going to set some women free through the power of Jesus Christ. those bars of soap meant a lot. We had the privilege of ministering together at Johnson State Prison with Burning Bush Ministries. I knew at that time that prison was where I wanted to be. Dan and I attended a re-entry summit in Gwinnett County, and it was during a breakout session at that summit that I first heard about the Forensic Peer Mentoring Program, My Spirit Left. And I was, I was going to become a forensic peer mentor no matter what it took. 
I even went up to the DBHDD booth that day and said, my name's Tara and I'm coming to work for you. And it was during that training that I submitted my resume and was given an opportunity to interview for the position of Forensic Peer Mentor with GMHCM. I found myself sitting at a conference table with DBHDD, Georgia Mental Health Consumer Network, the Department of Corrections, and the Department of Community Supervision. The very people who had housed me now were interviewing me. And I was, as I was driving home from the interview, I got the call that I had been selected to be the next forensic peer mentor at Lee Arendelle State Prison. Who see no other way of life than that of addiction, become clean, and eventually live a life of sobriety. Hear the stories of them being invited to their family celebrations, and watch as they become independent and responsible members of the community. I stood in line in the gym of Lee Arendelle Prison again, but this time as a volunteer with fun, and, and stood at a table filled with dial soap, and I was allowed to hug each woman as she came to receive her gifts that day. Someone who now worked at that very prison escorting the volunteers to the very gym, gym where I have received gifts as an inmate. We all have a responsibility to ease the struggles of the returning citizens as they, they face when they come home. Thank you again for allowing me to share with you just a small snippet of what the Lord has done in my life because I was willing to be used in whatever way He led me. Thank you. I stand before you having spent the last 16 months living in the state of Georgia with my beautiful baby and my beautiful grandbabies. Prior to that, I was in Ohio at the Ohio Reformatory for Women, where I have been housed for the past 27 years. But that doesn't stop my life. It didn't stop me from being a mother, a grandmother, a sister, or a daughter. I helped mothers that were about to give birth to deal with the fact that they had to give their babies up. Some of them might not see their babies for 10 or 15 years. Some may never see their babies again. And I came out of prison with the support of the Ohio Department of Rehabilitation, who connected me with community supervision here in Georgia while I was still incarcerated, so that when I got here, I would have a contact at community supervision. And that would be Ms. Roberts, who I would be grateful to forever. They were very instrumental in helping me to adjust. So when they say you can't do something after serving 27 years for second degree murder, oh yes you can. And I started working with them. Uh, my support system came and got me. That would be my beautiful daughter sitting here today and my baby granddaughter. I didn't know how to find a church that could help me. I didn't know what to do. So EWW, or Everyone Who Works, helped me with that. The first person I met that had anything to do with incarceration that was a female when I got here was Miss Dina Dickerson, whom you saw us doing everything we could to make sure she could speak. The second woman I met was Miss Joanne Cash. All right. And it's been a domino effect since then. <laughs> they understand. Because it doesn't matter if you did four weeks, four months, four years, or 27 years like me. A day is one too many. I do it any way I can. I've worked with 
volunteered with EWW, I volunteered with FUND, Family Unification, and right now I'm employed by uh, Georgia Mental Health Consumer Network. You can never tell me that, because I'm going to kick the door in. I'm coming in, because who better to serve you than one that's already been with you? Because when our women are coming out, and I'm not saying that men are coming out too, but I am a feminist, I speak for the women. <laughs> when our women are coming out, they need somebody. They need a church home. They need a church to support them. And they need organizations to support them. So between Offender Alumni Association and Station of Hope and programs like Every Woman Works, that woman can stand on her feet. And it may be strange for people to hear that community supervision will help you. They not only help me in Ohio and still support me today, but they help me in Georgia as well. So I will a lot of respect for the community supervision department. These programs help. Family unification is connected to the Station of Hope, and I don't need to tell most of the people in this room that, but I'm telling you this as someone who served time and who has transitioned to the free world, that all three of the programs that I just named work. Not only through her forensic peer mentor, but that forensic peer mentor knows this church is gonna help you because they're a station of hope. And this organization can help you uh, with workforce development. Uh, you can go to every one that works. Or if you need uh, issues or support with your child or your family, then you wanna go to uh, family unification. My name is Daphne Patterson, and my story is a little bit different uh, in listening at my sister's talk. Um, I, uh, ended up doing four and a half years at a federal prison camp and my charge was health care. That was the one thing to me that meant the most to me in the world is because taking care of people I always felt like was, you know, it's my calling and that's what I'm supposed to do. Um, didn't come from the background of, you know, being um, where I was troubled. I had an awesome childhood, an awesome family, grew up like I was supposed to, went to college, had kids, got married. You know, I'm thinking I'm on track for life. You know, I'm doing everything like I'm supposed to be doing, going to church, teaching kids, healthcare, what more could you want? And I can remember um, there one night saying, you know, <laughs> You know, God, why, why am I going through this? What, what is the purpose? And a friend of mine said, well, it's just your test. And I said, well, if it's a test, why didn't God just give me the open book test so I could pass it? <laughs> My journey was really for me to see the other side because he had so much other work for me to do. My first few months, yes, I was down and you know, did the usual, you know, waiting every day, thinking, okay, God, you're gonna turn this around today, and today gonna be my day to go home. But one day I just realized I needed to just find out my purpose, why he wants me there, and then I can get gone as soon as I did what he wanted me to do. And it's just growing every day. Every day I'm getting introduced to someone new, someone different, a different organization, being able to connect people. So my job, I know, is to connect people with resources that are out there and available for them to get to. I was with Miss Joanne Cash. Um, I ended up meeting her because uh, I started a podcast called Incarcerated Mothers Matter. Now, I didn't start this uh, with the intent that I was going to do it. 
God brought it to me and I was obedient and ran with it. Miss Joanne is a very good friend of my aunt's and they um, served time together and she came on my show to talk about the soap drive and about um, the fun um, Family Unification Network. And from there, I would not let her go. You know, Miss Joanne, you just like my American Express black cars. Because with you, I can get it anywhere. <laughs> um, proud and pleased, this is the best work that I have been doing. I haven't had my organization going long, but it's, it's going to be growing and getting stronger and stronger because my goal is to help mothers that have been incarcerated and while they're incarcerated to maintain that family bond, that boundary while she's incarcerated so they have a smooth, smoother transition coming back home um, and being a part of the family. And I thank everyone so much uh, for this, Ms. Joanne. I thank you. Um, for giving me the opportunity to be able to do work, and I thank you all for giving me the opportunity to speak. Have a good evening. I am Walisha Wilson. I'm the founder of New Life Second Chance Outreach, a nonprofit that I started after I got out of prison to address an issue uh, in Columbus, Georgia. That's where I'm from. And I noticed that when folks got out, I had a master's degree when I went to prison in 2010. I was about 650 pounds, I was on a walker, um, and a lot of things going on, a lot of people don't understand when you're inside a prison, it's very dehumanizing. Whether you're a woman or a man, you are dressed and get undressed and bent over and squat in front of opposite sexes. But to have to go to those things, even at visitation, you got to get up and go to the bathroom, you got to get strip searched, you got to come back in the room, you got to get strip searched. Then you got to get strip searched, you go back to, it's just, it's not good facing 25 years in prison, 25 years, but I ended up getting a year and then 25 years on probation. I ended up getting out of prison, but I noticed there was not one place in Columbus, Georgia that addressed issues of helping individuals who are formerly incarcerated find jobs. Knock on all those doors, call everybody to say, do you hire people with criminal records? If you do, I would like to send people your way. If you do not, I would like to encourage you why you shouldn't be. A lot of people, don't believe in second chances, you just look at people at what they are on paper. And I like to consider myself a narrator or a storyteller, but I'm an educator in a lot of ways because I educate people a lot of times on the stigmas and myths that they associate with people being. I've gotten that, oh, you don't look like a felon. You'll be amazed at how many people are denied admissions or membership into churches based on the fact that they've had a criminal record. And mind you, two of these churches were sitting in the middle of the project. Now what that tells me is their church is now outside of the four walls. Two, that tells me that they are now also seeing to the needs of their congregation members who may have children. Uh, active recovery, speaking with someone who's never been there. Um, and I speak from someone who says that, be honest with you, going to prison, I, I don't know, God just got a sense of humor because at the time I was in an abusive relationship. And I said, God, get me out of this. I will tell you that I had to got so big and above myself where I had to stop going to church before that because I got too busy for God. God said, let me sit you down somewhere where you got enough time for me. And a lot of folks will say being in prison was the worst time of their life. For me, it was one of the best times. Because now when I roll, 98% of the people that I'm rolling with got records. I, that's just me. It's a members only club I hang out with. Two, open your hearts and your doors to individuals in need. 
A lot of times when people hear somebody say, oh, I went to prison, uh, aggravated assault, attempted murder, oh my God, we got a violent person. Everybody who has been charged with a violent crime is not a violent person. Women, a lot of women who is the, women is the largest growing prison population. 80% of the households are ran by women. Yes, people need jobs. Yes, people need housing. But the most important thing I personally feel that people need is a connection to their spiritual. Because then you have somebody now who is on the warpath and say, I don't believe in God. Because what they're seeing as a person that say they're a God is not of God. And so this is why we got a lot of people leaving the church. This is why you got a lot of people going to non-denominational churches. And you cannot have a heart of condemnation without being open to some redemption. The word felon, offender, ex-con, convict, inmate, those are not words that we should be using to refer to individuals who are just as involved. There's a lot of power in words. And if we start changing the way we talk about people and refer to people, I think we'll see a lot of, a lot of change. We only provide services for individuals with criminal records. We get people all the time say, I need a house, I need a job. I say, you got to feel, oh no. Well, we can't help you. And they be like, that ain't right, you discriminate. I said, well, when you go into the store and, and you go to these jobs and they don't hire somebody with a felon, do you tell them they discriminate? Right. So what we do is we keep people to avoid their time having to go around with money they don't have to try to get on buses, to try to go here, to waste their time putting in for a job that they ain't going to get. We do the middleman work and we only send you jobs that are open to people with records, whether it's expungement clinics, uh, anything that if it's for people who are background friendly, we provide job readiness workshop trainings. I was actually dashing down here because I was teaching a training at a church. I teach y'all in my other job. We facilitate board director meetings and things like that and we had a meeting on language. Stop knocking on doors and be your own boss. So we teach folks who are formerly incarcerated to become business owners how to go about becoming a business owner, how to grow your stuff and do what you need to do. FICPFM, which is the formerly incarcerated convicted family people's movement, October 6th through 9th. It's gonna be about 500 formerly incarcerated people descending down on Atlanta. And, and I mean from doctors and lawyers and teachers and business people. It's just a beautiful thing. If you just need resources, if it's for people who are formerly incarcerated, I know about it, I try to make it happen to connect them with folks. But I'm here as a friend, I'm here as a sister, if you're willing to partner, you want to do some stuff together, I'm good at putting events together. Uh, our organization is the one that went before Governor did to say, hey, we need reentry awareness month in Georgia, and we don't want it for a day, and we don't want it for a week, we want it for the whole month. We've all been through some stuff. You don't have to be incarceration. We're broken in a way. But even a broken crayon, you know how you see in the daycare, they broke, they can paper all off of them, they all messed up, shop. They still color. Right. You just gotta pick them up and use them. That's right. And we can be the same way. Use us. Let me find you somebody to talk to. Because that is our duty. Not just as sisters, but that is our duty to the people of faith. To pick people up. You know, how is it that we can go to church and sit and listen to somebody talk about Moses and Rahab and David? People who murdered folks, people who prostituted, people who did this. But all people God used. We need to go ahead and we need to get this resentence. And they went and had my whole record sent out, they exonerated me, and despite me not having a record, I could have easily said, well, I ain't got no record no more, I'm gonna let them have their own stuff. I have been there. I'm skilled at it, I love what I do in helping other folks, and even though I don't have a record anymore, it is my goal to educate people. You can vote in the state of Georgia with a felony, you just can't be on probation.
And a lot of folks don't know that. So let people know. If they'd have been on paper for 10 years, they could have been voting for 10 years. 94% of people are going to return home. So they're going to be your neighbor at some point. The question is, how do you want them to return? Y'all have a good one.